down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 175 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is always Adam Camilleri, and please forgive me, I have a bit of a cough. So if there's a bit, some pauses here and there, it's me trying to dodge it to the best of my ability. But we are here to record the review of the AdMech Codex. To that end, I'm joined by the Greek god himself, Alexander Inglesios from Australia. How you doing, mate? Really good, Adam. How are you doing? Aside from the cough. Yeah, aside from the cough, I'm pretty, pretty good. But um, I'm going to be trigger happy on the mute button and we'll see how we <laughs> go. But uh, exciting times, hopefully exciting times. There's some mixed, mixed, uh, mixed reports of the AdMech Codex and, and whatnot, but <laughs> we have literal... Uh, you know, admec royalty here to ho- help us unpack it and get into the the nitty gritty. So hopefully, we're leaving some people with some decent hope for the future. Um, but by and the by, out of all done under two part podcast, as you all know, second part is going to be myself and Alex uh, doing some list discussion, answering some questions from you, and talking about what is going to be moving and shaking for admec on the table. You know, some first press list ideas, some archetypes, and where they're really going to shine. But, mate, you do some coaching and uh, have some other little bits and pieces going as well. So please, you know, plug your wares. Yeah, sure. So I am part of Art of War as well, uh, and I do offer Art of War coaching. So if anyone does want to improve their game, it doesn't have to be just limited to AdMech, but uh, AdMech is one of my babies, uh, as is NIDS. I'm still currently number one in the world for them, surprisingly. I uh, don't know how that's happened, <laughs> but uh, apparently uh, triple Morlocks and double Trigons are uh, just good. But uh, look, I, yeah, I love coaching. I love being able to help people improve in the game. Um, I really look at, you know, kind of deployment strategies going into, um, you know, terrain layout specifically specific to your meta yep. as well and, and and what else you'll be facing. Uh, there's also list writing services that Art of War provide. We also have a, a huge network uh, within the war room that you can all get into, as all of you, I'm sure, are aware. Uh, but aside from that, I also have an AdMech podcast, which is The Forge World, which you can catch on Spotify too, where I talk specific to AdMech and, and go into the tactica of it all. So much akin to Sister Act for Sisters and a couple of other faction-specific podcasts, uh, you are definitely one of the forerunners there for the AdMech faction so definitely happy for people to jump over there and get some more goodness but jumping into this codex so the index dropped uh without much fanfare or much excitement (laughs) and i'd i'd love to say the codex has been different but it seems possibly to not be the case unfortunately of course admec is a very small player pool very small Mm -hmm. amount of people especially in australia i mean did you have to take out uh you know refinance your home to afford your admec collection no, no, you just can't afford a home if you if you get an admec collection, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends when you start. But anyway, mate, yeah. what's your what's your hot take on this codex? Uh, what's been your your first feelings when you went cover to cover in it the first time? So uh, it's it's a bit of both ends, right? Like I I do think that it is underperforming in terms of overall faction balance, especially internally, but even externally, looking at um you know how other factions you know kind of you mm-hmm. know sitting current right now in the meta. That being said. Because of pricing points, which is something that we'll be talking about, not not so much monetary amounts, but the actual points figures in the book, it can be really invasive and abrasive for Mm. someone to actually face. And you can, you know, get some really good wins. Uh, Unfortunately, part of that means, you know, how much money do you have to spend to actually get, you know, kind of the right, (laughs) you know, sweater lists and how you want to do it. There's quite a few different ways to do that. But so in short, it is powerful, but it's powerful within, you know, very niche uh, specific scenarios and it's not powerful in a traditional sense of hey uh, these units are here to take you out 
Yeah, it's really weird. So um, every previous iteration of Admech or, you know, just Mechanicus, Cult Mechanicus, has been kind of built for them to, to kind of have their own identity sitting somewhere between, I guess, the in the Imperium superfaction, somewhere between Guard and Marines. They kind of operated, you know, off a lot of metrics of both, but kind of in their own special way. Uh, and now it seems like they've decided... It's almost like they decided they want them to be more like in the guard spectrum than the marine spectrum. Like they've made a concerted effort to be like, we want you to have less good stuff, but more stuff, which is kind of the guard, you know, way of doing things. Your guard just have a density of things to get them through a lot of games. And definitely with the price uh, decreases in points, that feels like it's more like where you're headed, right? Uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, we even have, uh, it's obviously, you know, aside from the ballistic skill, you know, uh, general output, but we don't actually have any ways to actually buff that aside mm. from uh, one doctrine which nobody really takes. So yep. you do definitely feel it uh, more with Admech, uh, the RNG side of it, I guess, uh, compared to other armies such as Guard, Tower, or Votan, who have easy ways to increase their ballistic skill or get full rerolls and get other things mm. like that. Spot on. So uh, unlike uh, the Necron Codex review, which you would have heard last week, uh, where we had, I think, five detachments, we now have this, well, well five new detachments. Um Sorry, four D detachments. We have the same here, so we've got one yep. less than uh, both Nids and Space Marines got. And I just assume that's because they ran out of ideas. They ran out of like <laughs> nuanced identity points to strap rules to. So, uh, but we are going to be unpacking. And look, there are some good, there are some bad, and there are some pretty ugly set to come. So, sit in, strap in, and let us get started. For those going along at home, we're going to be starting at the Army Rules, which of course is the Doctor Imperatives. Doctrina Imperatives, rather, uh, which reads as thus. At the start of the battle round, you can select one of the Doctrine Imperatives below. Until the end of the battle round, that Doctrine Imperative is active for your army and all units from your army that have the Doctrine Imperative ability gain the relative ones below. First of which is the Protector one. Um, range weapons equipped by models in your units have the heavy ability, and each time a range attack targets this unit, if the unit is within your deployment zone, worse than the AP by one. So in your deployment zone, you have Armor of Contempt. And then the Conqueror Imperative is range weapons weapons with models in this unit have Assault, and each time a model in this unit makes a range attack, if they target an enemy unit within your opponent's deployment zone, improve the AP by one. Are these any good, mate? One of them is. The other one, not so much. I mean, this game it has uh, obviously evolved, right? And it's no longer the game that you had, say, as an example, within 8th edition when I started, yep. where there was limited terrain. You could kind of sit still and just shoot from one side of the board to the other. Yep. Um, in that case, Protector would have been fantastic, right? It's really it's basically yeah. a legacy of 8th. But Conqueror is the way to go because you do need to move. Um, Correct. And assault wide means it's fantastic for doing actions. It means that you get that extra mobility. Trying to box the enemy in is also something that you can control because we are, by definition, the fastest army in the game right now. Um, surprisingly, some people will be, you know, surprised to hear that. But we are probably, the, yeah, I think we are probably the fastest one right now. Um, so being able to box someone in and then improve all your AP is one of the main strategies that we've had to actually deploy in order mm. to survive right now. Spot on. Uh, in saying that, you're you're pretty much of the opinion, conquer imperative ninety percent of the time, and pretty much say to your opponent, "Hey, I'm going to be this," until unless I say otherwise, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I thought on first read as well. All right, jumping into the first of the detachments. This is the Rad Zone Corpse, or pretty much the inheritor of what they had in the index. So rather than reviewing it line for line, I'm sure people are probably aware if you were keen on knowing what Admech was about prior to this codex, but. Uh, Alex is going to give us the TLDR of what has changed for this detachment. Yeah, sure. So there's a small change to the Bombardment, which is the start of Battle Round 1 ability. And now it also does D3 Mortal Wounds when your opponent takes cover 
Taken cover mm -hmm. means that they fail Battleshock instantly and they Battleshock yep. for the entire battle round. But now you also still roll a dice and on a 5+, plus you take D3 mortal wounds uh, for the enemy for each unit that does that too. So instead of it being no mortal wounds, there's a potential fallout still that can happen. Yeah. And that that army rule was so the, the detachment rule was lamented as one of the worst ones in Index Hammer 40k. Is it still one of the worst? It can be, uh, but now that there's an option, I don't think it's that bad. But I mean, obviously, the reason it was so bad before was firstly because people could just you know opt to go battle shocked um, for majority of their units that mm -hmm. aren't scoring them uh, battle round one, which you can still do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a bit wild because you used to uh, the the issue that the admec one had previously was that you were forced to this attachment and then some armies actually got a flat benefit correct versing you you yeah. have sisters plus one a hit you have crusher stampede plus one a hit uh, you have as an example dark angels who would take the battle oh, yeah. and it would be buffed so I you have all these things. Here. Yeah. I loved choosing to have a four-up feel no pain. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely wild. Now that you have a few yeah. different attachments, I think it's a bit better because you can adjust based on meta, uh, which makes yeah. it better. And the fallout, which is Battle Round 2 onwards, has also been updated uh, yeah. to a better degree. I mean, it's a small tweak, but it is still uh, quite nice, uh, which at the start of your command phase during the second, third, fourth, and fifth Battle Round, you now roll a D6 for each enemy unit within your opponent's deployment zone, uh, which is as per normal. On a three yep. plus, they take one mortal wound, but in addition, now they also have to take a battle shock test. Exactly right, and uh, and we know battle shock a lot of the time is a one third failure rate, or a little bit at times it's a more like a forty eight percent failure rate, depending if you're seven mm -hmm. or six army wide. And so that is not bad for denying if if you just denied you know five primary because of that once per game. That's that's a decent rule. Yeah, it also kind of really promotes uh, the idea of really wanting to box the enemy into their deployment yet mm. again and really push that threat, uh, that way with your your army design. Um, you then have like infiltrators that infiltrate and have neg two to, battle, uh, to leadership and battleshock tests. Yep. Yep. That really helps out as well to, to really kind of push the, the envelope. Fantastic. Well, we will come. We will circle back to the rad zone course when we get to the end of the detachments and talk about them holistically as a as um, as a whole codex and where it comes in in the uh, kind of the power ratings of what people should be looking at to take in their first press lists and definitely unpacking. You know, possibly if Alex thinks says lists to be written within this one for the kind of the first press competitive builds. But we will be moving on and talking about these other packages. The first of which is the one I'm excited for the most: the Skatari Hunter Cohort. The uh, detachment rule reads as thus: This is the uh, stealth optimization. So uh, Skatari infantry mounted and uh, sorry, Skatari mounted and Iron Strider Bellastari units from your army have the stealth ability, and each time range attack targets a Sakaran unit from your army, unless the attacking model is within twelve, you have cover. That seems pretty good straight up for an army that doesn't have great armor saves generally. Yeah, it's uh, it's very good, right? I mean, it just helps in that uh, mirrored shooting match. It mm -hmm. means that you can really just change the favor, you know, give uh, other people a taste of the medicine, what it feels like to actually have to hit on fours. Yes, exactly right. Um, is this a good amount of units that it's affecting as well? Like when you, I guess, the, definitely talking talking about the the two traditional halves of the Admech Codex being the Cop Mechanica side and the Skatari side. There seems to be a lot more diversity. I mean the. It seems like you can you can make a holistic army out of the Skatari side alone. You have quick units, you have melee units, you have shooting units, you have vehicle units, whereas the Mechanica side still feels a little bit restrictive. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. Um, we, we, we can talk a bit more about that after in another detachment, but I feel like the Skatari Hunter cohort, while it doesn't impact every single Skatari unit with the detachment ability, there's still you know some other units, as an example, the Sidonian Dragoons and all both Sakarian variants that actually already have stealth baked in. 
yep. then you have your transports, your planes, uh, even your dune crawlers that can also pop smoke, so you can still be neg one hit. So it ends up being able to cover that whole suite. Um, uh, it's just good ability. Uh, the units that you want to spam, you can spam and and you know do, do some amazing work with. Beautiful. All right, I'll read out the. So we're going to be talking about, of course, these attachments. It's almost uh, as like a package. It's a, it's a whole package, and one of the biggest things you you need to choose for in tenth edition is which package, which attachment package you pick from. So we're going to run down the enhancements. Uh, the first of which is the Cantic Thrall Net, uh, Skatari Marshals only. At the start of the battle round, you can select one friendly uh, Skatari unit within twelve of the bearer until the start of the next battle round. The Protector Imperative and the Conqueror Imperative are both active for that unit. So no matter which one you pick. You get the other one as well. That will run you, I believe, 25 points. But is it any good, mate? It's good for maybe one unit in the whole decks. So, <laughs> yeah. Which is... Yeah, uh, which is the on a good Doom Crawler. Fair, because, of course, it's going to be sitting in deployment zone, so it does get the benefit of the Neg1 AP more often than not. Um, what is the next one, mate? Read it out. Yeah, next one is Clandestine Infiltrator. Uh, so you pick a Skatari model, so it doesn't have to be a Marshal, but it can either be the... Uh, the new Sidonian uh, Skatros that we have, or the Skatari Marshal here. Uh, the bearer and models in uh, any unit that they are leading have the Infiltrators and Scout 6 ability. Oof. Infiltrators and Scout 6. And I think yep. that one runs you 20 points, and that's a banger. That is really good. It's amazing. It's uh, when you, So when you start looking at it, right, uh, you have a, a Skatari Marshal leading that unit, and because you always have uh, one model with the sniper base, you can actually... Yep. Through zoning out, you can zone out forty three point eight percent, forty three point eight inches of the board with that one. Wow, wow! Yeah, in in theoretically speaking, what's the best applications for this? Best application is, I mean, let's just look at it as an example. You're firsting uh, world eaters who have a bunch of scout but have no infiltrate. You can just pop that unit up the front right away, and they can't get to your turn one. Exactly right. Yeah, and if if all else fails, you can always scout back, stat away because you get to infiltrate up nine inches away. With kind of full knowledge, and then you know, scout back to whichever way you want, forward or backwards. It's it's pretty damn juicy. Yeah. I think that is that is auto include. I think. And just wait. If you talk about the next um, enhancement, you're going to see how it combos really well with it as well. All right, Veiled Hunter is up next. Marshal only. After both players have deployed their armies and determined who has the first turn, you can select up to three Skitari infantry units from your army and redeploy all of those units, one, of course, being the one we just talked about. Uh, when doing so, any of those units can be placed in strategic reserve, regardless of how many units are already in strategic reserve. So they have a three-unit redeploy. That is mm-hmm. very good. How many points will that run? It will run you 20 points also. So two of the cheaper yep. ones being... yeah, Those are both auto-includes, mate, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they are. Um, it's fantastic. So let's say you are just trying to win the roll-off on a, as a defender pick and the enemy does have infiltrate units, you being able to actually just forward deploy, uh, zone them out so they can't infiltrate, and then yep. being able to take your unit back even if you don't go for yes. it yes. amazing. Oh, what yeah. a troll. What a yep. troll. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> That's fantastic. Give us the last one. Last one's actually my favorite, so get ready. We already blew us away with the, yep. the first two. Yep. This new one's uh, Battlesphere Uplink. You pick a Skatari model, and in your shooting phase, after the bearer's unit has shot, if it is not within engagement range of one or more enemy units, that unit can make a normal move of up to six inches. If it does, until the end of the turn, that unit is not eligible to declare a charge. So we have... So the, the first one, I've never heard of you. Cantic Thrallnet has just disappeared <laughs> from my, from the collective consciousness of the world, because you can only take three, and the next yes. three are actually amazing. So you have... And this one's Scout, 30 points. 
Yeah, scout info. So you put aside seventy points in all your lists, everybody. Yep. You're just taking through these. Yep. You got infiltrate and scout on a unit. You have three unit Skatari unit redeploy. You have to be infantry, so you can't do you know uh, dragoons or yeah, um, hands and stuff. Um, and then you have move, shoot, move. Those are all absolutely premium abilities. Yeah, it gets even better because uh, we, we can talk a bit about how the um, the Dune Riders change, but basically it, to not go into it in full detail, you can have a marshal leading a unit with this, get out of a transport, have four rerolls to hit and wood, and then go back inside the transport as long as you're yes. within nine inches. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Spice in, yeah, in all ways. Uh, the yep. first of the stratagems, of which, of course, there are six for all of these detachments. Bionic Endurance, we will be letting you know when any of these are battle tactics. Of which none are in this one. None are in this one, exactly right, but just in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a one CP strat in your opponent's shooting phase or the fight phase, just have an enemy unit as selected as targets. One Sakaran, Taraxi, or Sidonian unit from your army that was selected as the target, and you get a five-up feel-no-pain. So you just mm -hmm. one CP, slap down five-up feel-no-pain reactively. That's pretty nice. Yeah, a lot of people are really excited to do this with Dragoons. How many wins do Dragoons have? Seven wins each. So you can yeah. have 21 wins with a 5-up. I'm personally yeah. using it for uh, Taraxi and having a full brick of 10, and I'm finding it to be absolutely phenomenal. There are only 6.5 points per wound right now, so being able to amp that up is huge. Really, really big. Um, what's the next one? Next one is Binaric Offense. Uh, so you use this at the start of the shooting phase or the start of the fight phase. You get to pick two Skatari units from your army that have not been selected to shoot or fight this phase and one enemy unit. Until the end of the phase, you actually improve the AP characteristic of all their weapons equipped by those models uh, by one. The restrictions are that you have to target that unit, and it has to be an eligible unit as well. So you can't use it as an example to, to have one unit only get the uh, ability and, and another unit can't actually see. So you will have to make sure that they both are an eligible target. That one does cost 2 CP, though. Yeah, I was about to say, it is a 2 CP strat, and it's kind of 2 CP of power. Like, you're really lining up two premium assets on you know, a unit of Wraith Guard or something like that. Mm -hmm. It can be really quite powerful. Um, is this one you're going to be slapping down turn after turn, or is this kind of a tell your opponent about it, use it you know, maybe once per game? Yeah, I, I think it's more of a once per game kind of thing. It really just depends on when you need to change the math. And you need the right units to change the math as well, because a lot of our units are you know, hitting quite poorly, so you either need yep. to use it on a unit that's like four rerolls to hit and wound, or you need to use it on uh, Taraxi, as an example, again, who already have four uh, hits auto-hit because it's a yep. torrent weapon, and then you can have four rerolls to wound. Those are the better users uh, for this sort of thing. For sure. All right. Expediated Purge Protocol, 1 CP. In the charge phase, one Skitara unit from your army. Until the end of the phase, unit is eligible to clear a charge in a turn in which it advanced. 1 CP, advance and charge. Yes, 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 yes. All the yes. That is fantastic, mate. Um, yep. Game changer? Yeah, uh, it, you know, it turns the tide, especially for flipping objectives, right? So whenever you can actually operate and, and need to do that, it's 100% uh, needed. I mean, there's much less fallback and shoot now in the game than there mm. ever was. Like ninth Ed, I think nearly every single army had some sort of access to fallback and shoot. Yeah, In 10th, it, it's hardly there. So even if you aren't, you know, we don't have like premier melee units, um, aside from the Dragoons, but they already advance and charge natively. So you just use another unit and just tagging, tying up, doing things like that where the enemy can't fall back. And if yeah. they can't slap you back enough, especially when you have a five-up feel no pain, they're, they're stuck. They're dead in the water. Awesome. Uh, what's the next one? 
The next one is Isolate and Destroy. This is one of my favorite ones. Um, you pick one Sakarian, Taraxi, Sidonian, Iron Strider, Balistari, or Skatari mounted unit um, from the all army. Of them. There's not all yeah, of them. Basically anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> and until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes an attack, if there are no any uh, no other enemy units within six of the unit being targeted by the attack, you get to add one to the wound roll. Ooh. Well, See you so later, interceptors. Yeah, it's a 1 CP plus 1 to wound with some T's and C's on it. And the T's and C's are, are a little bit rough, but exactly right. Clearing your backfield, people trying to get aggressive on you, seems really easy. Like those yeah. those um, advance and charge chosen that just came out and traded on the objective are absolutely dead. Like no ifs, no buts, you just picked them up. Yeah, uh, and it's not yeah. start of uh, it's not start of shooting phase as well, which is really important to note. Yep. So if it was start, you wouldn't be able to target, say, two units next to each other. But since it's any point in the shooting phase, mm-hmm. you can isolate you can actually wipe out the other unit first, the adjacent exactly unit, right. and then yep. pop the strat. So it's it's fantastic. Well, that's the isolate part of the, the isolate and destroy, yeah. mate. It's 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 that's right it. in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is Shroud Protocol, so one CP. It's in opponent's shooting phase, just after an enemy has selected its targets. One uh, Skatari infantry unit from your army that was selected as the target. Until the end of the phase, your unit can only be selected if it's within 12. So one CP reactive um, loan op. So yep. another really good stratagem. It's so good. I mean, there's one unit that all of these stratagems scream to me, um, which is just Taraxi, because yeah. you either get within 12 and get overwatched, or you stay outside of 12 and... Correct. It's Spot funny. On, mate. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, really good. All right, last one. Program withdrawal. So at the end of your opponent's fight phase, you can pick up to either two Sakarian units, namely being the Rustalkers or Infiltrators, or one Skatari Infantry or Skatari Mounted unit from your army. You get to remove them from the battlefield and place them into strategic reserves uh, as long as uh, each unit that was targeted with the stratagem was more than three units, uh, three inches away from all enemy units. So that's a little more restrictive. It's a, yeah, it's a little more restrictive than other contemporaries because a lot of the other ones just say you don't have to be just not in, in engagement range. Three inches is a little Correct. bit more, but it's not a deal breaker. It's still a phenomenal strat. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, is there any access to any units that have three inch deep strike? Like, can you just jump up, jump down, jump down? No, unfortunately not. But right. uh, we, we do have, you know, two units in our suite that do have native deep strike. Um, and we have a lot of cheap units, which this is also great for for scoring secondaries, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, pair it with a. Kalidus Assassin, and you've got three units going up and down each turn. Absolutely awesome. That is the end of the package for the Skatari Hunter cohort. And I'd, I'd hate to say that we've peaked too early. If you just want the <laughs> rosy, beautiful, really strong part of this codex, stop now. Please don't stop now. Listen to the episode. But we have definitely started at the top of the mountain. This is a phenomenal package. Um, three really good enhancements. All the strats are usable. And they can't be uh, vectored. Exactly, exactly, man. Is this is this where you're starting with your list? Yeah, I've been playtesting this one uh, quite a bit right now, and it's, uh, I'm having a blast. I'll probably be taking it to Uprising. Oof, giving away the lead. Yeah. All right, up next, we have the Dardazam Conclave. The Benediction of the Omnissai is the detachment rule. So at the start of the first battle round, select one of the following Benedictions of the Omnissai to be active for Cult Mechanicus units from your army until the end of the battle. Might get you to finish this for me. That's fine. So the first two, uh, first of the two that you can pick is uh, Panegyric Procession. Uh, each time a Cult Mechanicus model from your army uh, makes a range attack, uh, if, that, if they target a unit that was within half range, you get to improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. Keynote is that it's Cult Mechanicus model, so you cannot cheese it by having a Cult Mechanicus uh, leader 
joining into a Scutari unit to get that benefit. However, you can do that for the second one, which is uh, Citation in Savagery. Each yep. time a Cult Mechanicus unit from your army is selected to fight, if that unit has made a charge move this turn, until the end of the phase, you get to add one to the strength and attacks characteristic Ooh. of melee weapons equipped by models in that unit. Which of these is the go? Citation for me. I think it's uh, phenomenal, and it's our only real way of be, you know getting a, a nice melee hybrid list going together. And you can make some really scary stuff here. Yeah, really interesting. So, um, of course, melee-wise, for the Adeptus Mechanica side of things, it would be Techno Priests and Breaches, right? Uh, yeah, so on the Cop Mechanicus, that's exactly right. I mean, you can actually have both kind of versions of the Electro Priest that can be pretty good here. Yep. Um, obviously, I mean, there's some memes as well. I think you can have seven attack characteristic um, Tech Priest engines here. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is pretty funny. So there's a whole bunch of things you can do, but uh, it's pretty much yeah. The breaches who will be three attacks each now instead of two. Yep, with their three damage uh, weapons, and then you'll have the uh, Fogarite Electro Priest who can have thirty attacks with at strength seven, two damage, and dev wounds. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, all right, into the enhancements. The Mechanicus uh, Locum is up first. Tech Priest model only. The bearer has a leadership characteristic of 6+, plus, and once per battle, at the start of any phase, you can select one for any Cult Mechanicus unit that is Battleshocked within 12 inches of the bearer, and then no longer Battleshocked. And that will run you how many points? Da -da -da. I had it up. One sec. <laughs> Shit, what's it called? <laughs> the the Locum. locum. Uh, 10 points. Good, because it's only worth 10 points. <laughs> what's yeah, the next one? Uh, yeah, uh, the next one is Mantle of the... Uh, I think it's a Nosiarch. It's a tech priest model as well. Each time an attack is allocated to the bearer, change the damage characteristic of the attack to one. Huh. Is that going to change anything, or are you still dead? You're probably still dead. If the meta changes to be a lot of precision, you probably run it on a um, Castellan's robot unit with the yep. Smith because he has a four-up yep. on a pen as well. Um, that yeah. could make a difference. But, good. yeah, much of a muchness. I don't think it's uh, anything to write home about. 15 points for that one. Uh, the next up is the Data Blessed uh, Auto Sermon. Tech Priest model only. Once per battle at the start of the command phase, you can select uh, the Benediction of the Omnisai you did not select at the start of the first battle round. Until the start of your next command phase, uh, the Benediction of the Omnisai, that Benediction is active for your army in addition. So once per battle, you get both on a unit. Is yeah. that going to change much? I think it's pretty good for breaches. You know, getting AP3 uh, shooting and then also having... You know, three attacks melee is, is a pretty yep. cool combo. You know, on a go turn, if you, you have the right positioning, I think that can be uh, really nice. So it, for its cost, I believe, is it 20 points? It's 20 points, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's worth it. If you have the three points there, you, you just you whack it in and you have a bit more flexibility yep. there. I think that's fair. What's the last one? Yeah. Last one is uh, Tempercorpio. This is probably the best one uh, because you pick a Tech Priest model and the Bearer's unit actually gets the Fight's First ability. So that one is 25 points and it's probably worth 25 points. So you yep. would chuck this with a, a either any tech priest, maybe a manipulus with a unit of breaches, and just be fights first in the middle of the table. Or to be honest, you can even put it with a data smith and uh, four robots. Oh yes, box. yes. I, I kind of I keep forgetting about the robots because I always think of them as a shooting unit. But yep. now it might be it might be one gun, one fist. What do you think? Yeah, probably one gun, one fist, um, and then you just go nuts because unfortunately you they have lost the cult mechanicus keyword. Uh, the the bots. Uh, so they don't get the benefits of the actual detachment rule, but just having them whacked on anyway because they never got the benefits Why? from Rad. Yeah, I don't know. Did they, did they get the Skatari one at least? No, no, no. They have their own keyword now, which is Cybernetica. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> but they still are very good units for the uh, Fifers. So if you are okay. using bots, you could use them here to good effect. If not, yeah, again, use it on breaches. Uh, even a Fogorats unit uh, could be really nice with a Manipulus. So there's there's a few different ways you can go there. Well, it's it's just so wild that none of these even hold a candle to scout and infiltrate. Like even adding any two of these together isn't as good as scout and infiltrate. And yeah. that was like the second best one out of the previous detachment. Yep, yep, you're right there. It's buck wild how how <laughs> different this can be. Uh, fair enough. I mean, fights first is pretty good still, but all right. Fights first is Think good. In- yeah. For incantation of the Iron Soul is one CP. Any phase, just after you allocate a mortal wound to a cult mechanicus model from your army, it's rough that this, this says mortal, you know, mortal wound, not dev wound. Uh, yes. That cult mechanicus models a unit until the end of the phase. Cult mechanicus models in your unit have the feel no pain for possibility against mortal wounds. So I'm just trying to think of cases where this is going to be good. Um, Grenade strat. Yeah, um, tank shock. Tank shock. Realistically, it's. It's just a relic from the past, right? Back when yeah. dead wins were mortal wins. Yeah, correct. Um, what's the next one? Uh, good question. The next one is uh, Chant of the Remorseless Fist. Uh, this one I, I think is actually really good, especially for some of the things that we were talking about, and this is why yep. I think the melee version, so Citation, is better. Uh, yep. It is uh, in the fight phase. You pick one Cult Mechanicus unit from your army that has not been selected to fight yet. Until the end of the phase, you get plus one to wind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Strength nine breaches with plus one to wound are just yeah, very boy. scary. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just love that this is just one CP, slap it down. No T's and C's, only the fight phase. No. Um, yep. Really, really good for what it is. Yep. Um, verse of Vengeance is one CP also. Also fight phase, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. At this moment, being right, this is fight on death. This is one yep. cop mechanics unit, four plus fight on death if you're destroyed. Um, and have not fought, of course. Yeah, has not fought. Um, yeah. that seems decent as well, especially if you've gone through all the buffs, especially if you're, if you charge something that has fights first, you get the plus strength, you get the plus attacks and on a four plus, you still get to fight. Yep. It's, it's just good. I mean, like if you think that you're predicting that you're going to have some losses there and you need yep. those, that output to, to come through, you just, you pop it anyway. Right. Um, or you pop it after you put an interrupts just to make sure you get the value. Hundred percent. There's some really cool things. I mean, if you think about, you know, how durable this detachment can be, it's really surprising. If you put a Dominus with Fogorites, they all of a sudden are neg one to wound always, including Mm -hmm. five phase, and they have a four up feel no pain. Oof, yeah, and a five up inbound. So they end up being very, 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 you know, annoying to shift. And when you finally do shift them, they can still fight you back. Yeah, I, I, I think that's legit. Um, I, I'm I'm struggling to get my head around just how good this army will be if you because it sounds like you really have to invest in the in the fight phase with this army to kind of make anything of these these stratagems so far. But we'll get to the right. end of it before we discuss. Mm-hmm. Tribute of empathic veneration, love the names. One CP starting a movement phase. One cult mechanicus unit from your army and one enemy unit within eighteen of it. Enemy uh, that enemy unit must take a battle shock. If the test is failed until the start of your next command phase, each time model in that enemy unit makes an attack, subtract one from the hit roll. So just a one CP starting movement phase battle shock, um, yeah. which I guess can be can be okay to just just for the battle shock portion of it. And then if you do trigger the the minus one to hit, you know, this unit of tower crisis suits might just be worth it. You know, debuff them in general. What do you? Well, thoughts? yeah, making it so they can't actually overwatch you before you move. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. It can be worth it can be worthwhile. Um, I think it's it's very much a matchup dependent thing when you whether or not you'll use this. 
Hundred percent. I mean, and then there, there's some matchups where people just have like their the whole premise of their army is OC bombs, like you know, um, if, Tyranids, the the swarm. Their whole yep. premise is just chucking gargoyles with high OC on all your objectives, and then the starting moon phase you can just try and turn that stuff off a little bit, get some of your secondary points. Yep. Et all right. What's the next one? Next one is Lydney of the Electromancer. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. Um, it's the start of your shooting phase. Uh, you pick one cult mechanicus unit from your army, and you roll one d six for each enemy unit within six of uh, the any model in that unit, adding one to the result if you use an electro uh, model. On a five plus, that enemy unit suffers d three mortal wounds. So four plus of electro priest, and it's telling you to do this on an electro priest model, essentially. Yeah, but this would uh, this would only be worth it if I was getting like I'd want to get at least three units within six, right? Because then you could. You could bet for one CP, you're going to get two d three mortal wounds. Any Honestly, any less than that, it might not be yeah. worth it, right? Honestly, I mean, coming out of a transport with uh, ten slash eleven models, the the aura range is massive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You can you can do some really cool stuff. And and look, all electro priest variants are very cheap. Even you know the the fog rising corpstari for five come at sixty points each. You can just run you know a unit each turn coming out of a transport and getting you that value. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last one is Luminescent Blessing is 1 CP. Your opponent's shooting phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. One Colt Mechanicus unit from your army that was selected as a target. Until the end of the phase, Colt Mechanicus models in your unit have a 4-plus invulnerable save. So that's reactive... Right. Oh, that's the that's probably the best one here, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it look, keeps breaches alive. You can have Fogorites with Neguana Wound, 4-up invuln, 4-up Filner Pain. There's some really uh, annoying and invasive things that you can do uh, to the enemy. Uh, so we were remiss. That one is a battle tactic, and the first two were battle tactics as well. Yeah, it, the incantation of the Iron Soul and the Chant of Remorseless Fist were also battle tactics. Also, um, just quickly for people at home, uh, is there much ability to make battle tactics free, and or or are we just looking at these being taxed by your opponent? Just looking to be taxed when you're looking at Rough. Cult Mechanicus. Uh, even for Skitari, uh they're not free. You just can use two um, in okay. a phase. Um, yeah, you still suspend them. Um, what are your overall thoughts of the Data's Arm Conclave? I think it's good if you run a melee build. I think like running at least 20 Fogorites, running you know 12 Breaches is a really nice core. Um, a few Transports, yep. you still need some Skidari to give four reels to hit for the uh, Breaches. But the Fogorites, I mean, they hit on threes base. They're one of our few mm-hmm. things that do hit on threes in the Codex. So I think it's nice. You know, you can, you know, even a bots unit, you know, feels like it has a place here more than it does in a lot of other detachments. Mm. So uh, my, yeah, my only good. qualms, I, I guess, is how good are the, is is that melee going to be? Um, I mean, I, I doubt it's going to hold a candle to World Eaters, but World Eaters are the best in the game at it. Where does it? Where is it going to end up? Is it going to be like better than just generic Marines melee? Because you know Marines just kind of get it for taking the units they want to take anyway. Sword Brethren, aggressors, stuff like that. Is it at least that good? It's hard to say versus Sword of Brethren. Sword of Brethren can be pretty wild, but they are very costly. So, um, mm. you know, for the same merit, you know, they're 280 points, I believe, without the um, leader yep. attached. And Fogorites, 10 Fogorites is 120. So Oof, okay. you, can, you can basically run 20 for 10 um, Sword Brethren. And in that case, it's uh, very scary. Between the Mortal Wounds, between everything else, between the Neg one Wound, between the Fight First, between the um, plus one to wounds that you get. Because Strength 7 plus one to wound, you're winning then on twos as well. And you have dev wounds on top of that. I think you're in a pretty good yeah. spot. So you just described much more of a, a combo pile than things that are just good that are just good enough on their data sheet on their merits. Yeah, I but, think with that mech in general, you have to just you know take out like two or three big units of the enemy, and then from there yeah. you just try to win on board presence. 
Yep, fair. Um, Explorator Manipul is the next one. This is acquisition at any cost is the special rule. And it's uh, it's a thing. At the start of command phase, select one objective marker. Until the start of your next command phase, that objective marker is your acquisition objective marker. Each time an Adeptus Mechanicus model from your army makes an attack, if that model's unit is within a range of your acquisition marker, uh, reroll once to wound. So essentially what the Phobos Lieutenant with the the two knives does for oh, sorry lieutenant with combi weapon does for space marines but as a detachment rule uh, and we both think this kind of stinks right yeah I mean we have a lot of uh, ways to get rerolls to wind or twin link yeah. right now in our decks yep. as well so there's there's probably like thirty three percent of our decks that doesn't even get a benefit from doesn't this care. Detachment. yeah yeah it, it, and this one is I I struggle with this one a lot because the it's just all rough uh, what's the first enhancement. First one is Magos. You pick a Tech Priest model, and at the end of your command phase, if the bearer is within range of your acquisition objective marker, you roll a D6, and on a 4+, plus, you gain 1 CP. Cute. It's cute, but that means I guess you're kind of holding a point in the middle then. So you're, it's well, not the same as, say, a Gretchen unit trying to get yeah. CP on the backfield, right? The T's and C's are just rough for this. So, yep. I mean, it, 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 at the start of your command phase, so you can just turn one, pick your own home objective that you're holding and just four plus try and get one. Um, but from thereafter, it becomes pretty rough. And so once per game, you can have a pretty reliable four plus CP. And then the rest of the game is just good freaking luck. <laughs> um, yep. And yeah. then the preface is that you need to be on the field, obviously with this person. So you can't be in the transport yep. and you have to be on that objective marker as well. So, you know, positioning wise, uh, it's, it's pretty limited. We'll run you 15 points for the privilege. Janitor is up next. Uh, tech priest only. I think these are all of these are tech priest only. Just to put that out now. Uh, yep. Whilst the bearer is leading a unit and that is within range of your acquisition objective marker, they have a four plus invulnerable save. I don't hate that one. Uh, I think it's really good for breaches. Yes, I was about to say breaches. That is a very good. Uh, we'll yep. run you twenty five points, and it's probably worth it. Yep. Uh, noting that you can also put that on Castle robots if you wish. True. They have a five plus already. They have a five plus, and you could yeah. make it a four plus. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun. Yeah, I like it. Um, what's next? Next is a uh, logo, and you pick a tech priest again. Uh, when the bearer is leading a unit, each time a model in that unit makes an attack that targets a unit within range of your acquisition marker, you get to add one to the hit roll. Okay. Also good for bots and breaches. That's about it. Yeah, that really is about it. Um, and then once again, the T's and C's, it's it's just rough to trigger. Like you could very, it's uh, 20 points. Uh, I think I read that for, yeah, Logie's 20 points. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for 20 points, you could easily just have it be plus one to the unit that is joined without any extra extra workarounds. <laughs> yeah. But um, last one is uh, Artisan, um, Tech Priest Model Only, of course. While the bear is leading a unit that is within range of your acquisition objective marker, once per phase, you can change the result of one hit roll, wind roll, or saving throw made to an unmodified six. That does sound... I mean, that does usually sound good. 15 points. I'm not sure how often it's going to come up. Yeah, I think it, I sound like a broken record hit. I guess bots, if there's a big anti-tank weapon to hit, change it to yep. a six, and the enemy gets a mortal wind um, in return, but you've also saved the damage roll, so you're happy. Um, that's something. I guess also a Dominus could you know, proc two dev wounds with it. Um, yep. That's about it. Like, it's it's nice to have if you have points. They're, they could have done so many more powerful things 
with yep. you having to be on the objective marker. Like you, all of these is you have to be on your your chosen objective marker, and they're all okay, but none of them are blowing me away. No, no, they're very mid. Yeah, very mediocre, unfortunately. Uh, what's the first of the um, stratagems? So the first one is cached uh, acquisition. You pick one additional mechanics unit from your army that was just destroyed while it's within range of an objective marker you controlled. You can use that stratagem uh, on the unit even though it was destroyed, and that objective becomes sticky. So same so as world leaders. Same as world leaders. I do like this one. I do think this is this is good and can be very powerful. I agree. So Adeptus Mechanicus, so this isn't restricted to, you know, Admech, or oh, sorry, Cop Mechanicus or Skatari. What infiltrates in your army? Uh, like in so Does you, anything infiltrate or scout? Just it. Infiltrator only, and then you can have the uh, the raiders that scout, the rangers that scout, yep. the boats with rangers yep. in it that can scout. So things like that. Um, but this is actually the only detachment that has no uh, determination on what units you need to bring. It can, you can bring everything, and everything gets the benefit. Yeah, it'd be this one and the um, the rad, the first rad to a degree. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the only real open book ones. Um, but I mean, the best example I can think of this one is you scout onto an objective turn one, get yourself killed um, with one of your cheapest units. Throw away units, retain the control, and then make your opponent trade something expensive for it, I guess, to get it back. Yep, definitely. Um, uh, Raiders are perfect for that. They move nine straight away, so they get on there straight away. All right. Uh, priority Reclamation, 1CP. Fight phase just before an Adeptus Mechanics unit from your army consolidates. Um, that unit can make a six-inch consolidate, provided you end that consolidate within range of your acquisition objective marker. And you can't target a unit with this stratagem if it's in three or one or more enemy units. This is should be good. It should be okay, but is actually terrible because the T's and C's are horrific. Yeah, I can feel you maybe using it one in every four games with maybe a bots unit to just get a bit of extra movement, and that's yep. about it. That's about it. You have to have made a charge to do the consolidate move, so opponent has to be perfectly placed, you know, within six inches of the 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 one you chose, so mm-hmm. you can consolidate onto it. It's it's so hard to pull off. When you do, you're gonna feel like a freaking you're gonna feel like a savant. <laughs> you do pull it off. I remember the tier, yeah. but it's not. It's just not going to come up very often. Yeah, you can combo with the next one, but uh, it's it's a yep. bit funky, and that is also a battle tactic, by the way. Uh, good point out. Thank you, mate. Uh, yeah. What is the next one? Next one is Infoslave Skull. So you pick uh, one Tech Priest model from your army, and one. This is at the start of your command phase. Uh, so you pick one uh, model from your army and one objective marker within twenty-four of that model, excluding your current acquisition objective marker. And until the start of your next command phase, that uh, objective marker is also considered to be one of your acquisition markers for all rules purposes. So if you do see one and you see where the enemies are at, you can then make that an acquisition marker, have extra, you know, wound rerolls to to a degree, and and mm. really push there. Yeah, I suppose to me, more than anything, with how restrictive this whole detachment is about only keying off your objective, your you know, your chosen markers. objective. Mm-hmm. This just might be necessary evil to be slapping down more turns than you would think. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next one is auto oracular retrieval. Two CP. So expect big things. Your shooting phase. One adeptus mechanics <laughs> unit from your army that disembarks from a transport this turn. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes a range attack that targets an enemy within range of your acquisition marker, add one to the wound roll. Terrible. Never heard of you. <laughs> two CP battle tactic. That's strictly worse. It has more restrictions than the Hunter Clade cohorts one. It's just straight up worse. It's it's yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> so bad. Uh, you have to be in a transport, and I got to tell you, none of your dangerous units, apart from, can you still put sterilizers? Can you still put Taraxian transports? No, unfortunately not. You, so you it's a unit of 
or yeah. unit of Vanguard. Congratulations. Yeah, you can't give them full re- hits to re- uh, uh, full reels to hit and wind, but at the same time, then you, you're not even getting um, the benefit from your whole attachment ability because you're already getting full reels to wind. You don't need the uh, reel ones. The the comparison I made between um, you know guard and admech has never been more keen than when you compare what ranges in Vanguard used to be to what they are now. And I've got to tell you, there is no conditions that I will pay two CP on a unit of Cadian infantry. It's just, it's just not a thing. It's not a thing to put two CP on my worst unit. Uh, I mean, know, I'll be I'm, honest. I'm I think I think some of the guard players listening to this and and hearing what we go through will probably feel a bit of sympathy for us and, and feel a bit better about their own decks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, mind you, they're not going to get a decks until the last like three months of the edition, just like last one. <laughs> oh yeah, always. Yeah, maybe maybe one month. Uh, one month this time. The, the, the clock yeah. is ticking down. Um, all right, what's next? Next is uh, Incense uh, Exhaust, which this one's kind of cute. It, it can be good. Um, in your opponent's shooting phase, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets, you can select one Adeptus Mechanicus infantry unit from your army that was selected as a target for the attacks, uh, and one Adeptus Mechanicus smoke unit. Namely, that would be like your, I, yep. I, I guess, nearly everything smoke, every vehicle, right? Yeah. Uh, but until the end of the phase, both those units get the stealth and the benefits to cover. So bad. It's not bad. You can put it on breaches because they're infantry. Yep. So you would almost just like have a have a dune rider full of a little bit of OC to throw on your opponent's objectives, just kind of tailing your unit of breaches into the midboard. Then yeah, reactively yeah. stealth and, and cover seems pretty good because I mean, big freaking bases on those breaches. It, it, <laughs> you know, you're either inside that you're either in the open or not at all with uh, how our current L's and stuff work. So I exactly think that's right. Good. And, you know, when you compare to all the other stratagems, right, this is one CP for two units to get stealth and cover. That's uh, pretty good. It's actually decent return for the CP, unlike, yeah, some of the others. And uh, yeah. that was not a battle tactic, never mind. Uh, reactive safeguard is the last one, one CP. Your opponent's charge phase, just after an enemy unit has declared a charge. One uh, objective Mechanicus infantry unit from your army, uh, that, that is in the range of your acquisition objective marker. Um, that was selected as a target of that charge and one friendly Adeptus Mechanicus transport. Your unit can embark within that transport. Of course, every unit, every model in the unit must be within three inches of the transport and must be sufficient capacity, of course, usual T's and C's. Uh, that is not bad, though. That is actually not bad. I wish there was more in this to benefit transports because this feels yes. like they were like one more seep, one more decent strat and or any, any freaking enhancement away from making this the... Uh, Lads in Dune Riders detachment, and it just kind of, it just kind of ain't it, ain't enough there. Um, but that is a good strat, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a uh, very uh, niche. Like, but when it is valuable, you definitely use it, right? It's just a nice yeah. to have there when you're ready to go. Yeah, hundred percent. So overall, Explorer to Manipul. It's bad. Uh, I wish it was better. Yeah, look, I do love the idea that it's, um, you know something for every single unit there's no real um you know despite like there's no like new restrictions or anything like that so i guess it's mm-hmm. nice for people who love that all comers list but we're all once to wound it doesn't really help us when we're already hitting on fours and usually winning on fives so um yeah 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 100 mate it, it's just kind of there's not enough here for any one thing to make me feel like there is an identity here or a core of this list that comes together naturally mm-hmm. and then when you do put together, I guess, a list of just like generic good stuff, the T's and C's of your detachment rule and all the things of the four of the stratagems only work and all of the enhancements only work if you are in some way adjacent to the objective that you picked. Um, 
and is so restrictive compared to uh, literally the other two detachments. Even we just we've just been through um, where they just give you they give you something no matter what. If you're just bad at picking <laughs> the right objective for one turn of the game, you don't have a detachment. Yep, exactly it, right. It is it is rough. It is very rough. It feels like they should have had a one CP strat that allows you to get four rerolls for one unit if they're on the acquisition instead of reroll once the win, and then you it, might have some play. It could have just been four rerolls to hit for you know a yeah. unit on your chosen detachment. It would have had to have been a unit on a chosen detachment, so on a chosen objective, um, or even four rerolls to wound for a unit on your chosen on the chosen objective, um, and then it really would have popped off a lot better. Yeah, it but, could have just been pick a unit, an enemy unit on the objective, and yeah. make that be Oza moment. And it's yeah, still exactly. it's still weak at the nose at the moment, but it's still something, right? Yeah, exa- exactly right. It still has more T's and C's on it because then your opponent's just like, well, I'm only going to put my worst units for the first three turns. I'm only going to put nonsense on objectives. None of my yeah. good units on objectives. So it's definitely you can play into it, play around it. As it sits right now, this is straight up one of the most awkward detachments I've seen in the game so far. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, we're trucking through this at a pretty good clip. We've got only one left because, like we said, there is one less in this codex than there are in uh, all the others. Actually, there's two less in this codex than all the others, right? Uh, this one has five. I think all of them have five except for the Marines who have six. Uh, I thought Tunit had six as well, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, what is so cybernetica cohort? The rule reads as thus uh, Legio cybernetica units from your army gain the Doctor Imperative's army rule. Uh, <laughs> Run us through. Who's who's Legio Cybernetica, mate? There are a whole two units: the Castellan Robots Outrageous. and the Data Smith, and the and unit that has to go with the Castellan Robots. It's, it's funny because the Doctrinas, you know what they are, uh, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're benefit shooting, and the Castellan Robots shooting right now is abysmal. the The best benefit you get from here is that you might be able to get the Flamers to be AP one, and you yep. can advance and shoot. That's it. Yep. Um. I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed that we're like not even 50 minutes into this review and on the last, on the last uh, detachment, and it's probably just going to be a, a, a possibly another breeze through of not much to talk about of relevance. And I'm hoping we are wrong, people. Uh, let's go. We, we may just circle back and review the 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 Skitar, the the Sikarin one again, just because it was just. Well, I wouldn't such mind going through. Um, I wouldn't mind going through the Rad one because there's a few spicy combos well, you can actually do there with the strats. We Def, if you think we should, we should definitely do that, mate. But tell yeah. us about the first of the enhancements here. Uh, Lord of the Machines. Uh, you pick a tech race model, and once per turn at the start of your opponent's shooting phase, you select one enemy vehicle model within 12 and visible to the bearer. That unit must take a leadership test. If the test is passed until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit that makes an attack subtract one from the hit roll. But if the test is failed, they're not eligible to shoot Ooh. at all this phase. Okay. Now we're cooking. 20 points. This sounds pretty good. It's basically like a changeling, but limited only towards uh, vehicles. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been playing uh, a lot of War Dogs and uh, just turning off a Brigand once per mm-hmm. turn, while well, the possibility of, of almost 50-50 turning off a Brigand sounds pretty good. Can you imagine if uh, Big Knights become meta again? Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, or if someone's just playing a well in Towden, I don't think that will happen. But um, yeah, just turning that off completely would be well, hilarious. I, I, love how, I love how this works. Um, so... One enemy vehicle unit. So you could use this on a unit of crisis suits that drop in yep. nine inches away to try and just blow you up and then just be like, lol, take a, take a battle shock for me. Yeah, the fact that it's in the opponent's shooting phase when they just set up and get ready to go, it's, yep. it's fantastic. 
And no matter what, it's minus one to hit. Like, yep. no matter, it's straight up. You just point at them, you minus one to hit, and then take the battle shock. I actually think this is really good. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, not minus one to hit for the unit in the, that the tech priest is leading. It's minus one to you. They have to subtract one from their hit rolls yeah. just in general. Yeah. It's great. In general. Yeah. That's actually really good. May have spoken too early. Uh, Necromechanic is 25 points. Uh, tech priest only. Once per battle round, when a saving throw made for a friendly Legio Cybernetica or Adeptus Mechanicus uh, vehicle model within 12 of the barriers failed, the bearer can use this enhancement if they do change the damage characteristic to a zero. So wiping out a failed save. Yep. It's, it's, not blank. Yep, not it's also 12 inches compared to the yeah. marine one. So yep. 12 inches is quite large. So you can do um, some amazing things with this. I like that quite a lot. All right, what's next? Next is Emotionless Clarity. And by the way, like, I think the strats and the um, the enhancements here definitely fix uh, the issues with the detachment rule, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, Emotionless Clarity, uh, pick a tech race model, and once per turn, when a friendly Legio Cybernetica or Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle model uh, with the Deadly Demise ability that is within 12 mm-hmm. inches of the barrier is destroyed, the bearer can use this enhancement if it does, do not roll to determine whether any mortal wounds are afflicted as a result of that model's deadly demise ability. Instead, mortal wounds are automatically afflicted. So you auto-explode. Auto-explode. Hell yeah. Uh, for 15 points, and it's once per turn, and it's not a CP. So it's just like, all right, that guy's going to auto-explode this turn. Uh, are you, you going to keep charging me well, this player? All right, that one's going to charge, going to explode next turn. Um, so that actually, actually, I quite like that a lot. That's one of the best yeah. T's and C's explosions that I've seen in a while. 15 points, and if you use it twice... And just deal out two D three mortal wounds, let alone three D three, four D three, five D three. I think that definitely gets its value back. Is there any better explosions than a D three roll in the Admech book that you know of? Unfortunately, no. Dang. So yeah, and unfortunately, you can't do that. And it, it, the the one little thing that I don't like about this is that it is within twelve. If it, I figure if they are within twelve, you should be able to do it with an enemy vehicle as well. But um, <laughs> hell yeah! All right, last one is Arch uh, Negator, ten points. Turquoise model only. Range weapons equipped by the bearer have the anti-vehicle 4-plus ability. Is that got any relevant place to go? You could put it on a Dominus, so you get a bunch of more uh, dev wins through, uh, yep. who then also does D6 mortal wins when you get into the fight phase, uh, and then also has anti-vehicle 4-plus uh, now in melee too. So, yeah, he can he can slap. He can do some good stuff. If you have the 10 points, I think you just whack it on. Yeah, if you do have the 10 points left, because that is the cheapest. But in all honesty, you might not, because you may take the other three. True. Yeah. You may just I think I think yeah. Necromechanic by far is the, the automatic uh, mandatory one. Being able to shrug a damage uh, down to zero, I think no matter what, all your lists have that, and then you work around with the rest. Exactly right. You're taking the vehicle, you're taking a vehicle archetype in this one. You, you're probably taking the couple of Onigadoon crawlers. You probably may. Wait, mm-hmm. um, Dragoon's vehicles or they walkers? Well, they are vehicles, but they only nice. have a one one devastating wound uh, within six. Okay, yeah. So the auto explode on them is not not much value. Yep. All right, jumping down to the strats, uh, motive imperative. This is a battle tactic and is one CP in your command phase. One depth mechanical vehicle from your army till the start of your next command phase. Add three to the move characteristic and add one to advance and one to charge rolls. That is pretty good because you you said you advance and charge with Belisari now, yeah. So they get full massive return for this. Yeah, so they go from moving 10 inches plus advance and charge. So what's that, 16 max to then charge? This is now they move 13 plus 7, so 20, and then they automatically get 1 to the roll on so the advance roll. 33 possible threat range? If they yeah, for 12. They, can, they can turn yeah. 1 charge. That is pretty legit. I like that a lot. Um, it's any also other... really good for robots. I was about to say, how, how fast does this make robots? 
Well, they only moved six this edition, so being able to move nine and then get plus one to charge or yeah. plus one to advance the well, setup, I think, is really needed. It's a one CP, 50% increase in movement. So just 50% more movement for one CP. That's yeah. already kind of good. And the rest of it's just kind of gravy, I think. Do they have any assault weapons? Uh, well, I mean, they get the Doctrinas now, so they, they do. do. Yeah. So uh, that's actually very good. It's actually very yeah. good. Uh, uh, what's the next one? The next one is uh, auto-divinatory targeting. So in your command phase, you select one Legio Cybernetica or one Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle unit from your army as per normal and one objective marker. Until the start of your next command phase, ranged weapons equipped by models in your unit have the ballistic skill characteristic of three and the ignores cover ability, but they can only target units within range of that selected objective marker. Already okay. a better, better than Explorator. <laughs> it's already, yeah, it's already better than anything <laughs> in that detachment. Wow. I can see you using this with uh, indirect. Yep. yep. You're picking the enemy's uh, home objective because you can, yep. you'll be hitting on threes because you also get plus one to hit um, when targeting an infantry unit and you ignore cover. And if you're in Conqueror, that means you're AP3 ignoring cover with your indirect. That is legit. Uh, that is actually, that's not a bad CP. It is a battle tactic, and I'm assuming that only means bad things for this detachment? E, correct. Damn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Machine Spirit Resurgent is, an, is one CP. It's in your command phase. One Legio Cybernetica or Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle unit from your army that is below starting strength. It's a starting next command phase. Each time a model unit makes an attack, so shooting or combat, doesn't matter, um, you can reroll the hit roll. If you are below half strength, reroll the wound roll as well. So, can you still take Bellastari in threes? Or are they down to twos like, you know, Talos and. Yeah, so it's threes now because they used to be sixes. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, your Dragoons, if you take at least one damage, you get four rerolls to hit with your sustained hits. Hell yeah. Which is fantastic. Hell yeah. Um, even your bots, you know, four rerolls to hit when you do get yep. into melee because they only hit on fours with no ways to reroll is uh, really scary. Even your indirect, you versus someone with Rad Cohort. Uh, in that weird mirror that you will probably never see in your life. But uh, if they do do that, uh, your whole army, you know, whichever unit you pick gets four reels to hit. Yeah, dude. I, I like it. So so far, these these the enhancements and the strats have been bangers. Uh, what is the next one? <laughs> the next one is machine superiority. Uh, this is an epic deed strat. One CP, in your command phase, select one Legio Cybernetica or Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle unit from your army. Until the end of your turn, uh, the unit is eligible to shoot in a turn in which it fell back. Nice. On top of that, you can also ignore any or all modifiers to its characteristics and or to any tests made for it, excluding modifiers to saving throws. The fact Important. that it's both is amazing. Really good, really good. I think this is another great stratagem. I think you even yeah. use this even if you don't have to fall back, right? Just ignoring all modifiers is um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Transcendent cogitation is up next to one CP. It's in your command phase. Um, one cybernetica or vehicle unit from your army. And to the start of your next command phase, the conquer imperative and protector imperative are both active for your unit, so you get both. And of course, this is going to be best used on you said like onigers or indirect. Yeah, the indirect will be pretty nice because then you um, get a plus one to hit already, uh, but yep. then you also keep your AP three. Um, yes, for hitting the enemy into the deployment. So you're yeah, you get the best of both worlds. I like that one quite. Damn, these are all bangers. These are really good. All right, well, what's the last one? <laughs> last one's a battle tactic. Uh, in the it's called Benevolence of the Omniscia. Uh, so in your command phase, you select one Legio uh, Cybernetica or Adeptus Mechanicus vehicle unit from your army. Until the start of your next command phase, models in this unit have a Feel No Pain 6, which yep. uh, is improved to a Feel No Pain 5 against mortal wounds. Uh, yes, please. You'd be surprised. I think this is the weakest one. There you go. Nice. Uh, tell us why. 
because engine sears now give your units a five up feel no pain when you target oh, them. Oh, okay. So if you if you want to think about this detachment, right? Now let's just look at a dune crawler. Let's just look at one model for now. He has a two up safe. He can be in protector, so he has armor contempt. He gets light cover. He has a four up invuln. He has he's t ten. He has a five up feel no pain, and he can shrug damage and heal d three each turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this doesn't <laughs> touch the sides. Yeah, that's that's fair. That is very fair. That, that's, yeah. So that's, I think what you do is yeah, you use probably like both your strats in uh, both your CP each battle round. Yeah. Uh, in your own turn to actually do damage because there's yeah. some really good yeah. stratagems here for output. I love this detachment. I think this detachment is amazing. I don't quite, I don't quite comprehend what the core of this army is going to look like or what the the archetype is going to be because I don't quite know if it's going to be, you know, um, if it's going to be um, all dragoons, if it's going to be all robots, if it's going to be all onagers, if it's going to be all indirect. But uh, the bones of what this brings is really good, really good. It's fun, right? And that's I think regardless of anything, um, I the, above all else instead of power or anything like that and what i want out of detachments is actual fun you know it needs yeah, to be, it's to be able to be fun yeah. to play and yeah, this correct. here this attachment does seem fun to play beautiful yeah so okay cohort cybernetica i do my head in a little bit because the, the detachment rule it doesn't what does it even add to this package what is it actually doing of a relevance um compared to the rest of it because i mean like you said f- five of the strats and th- and three of the enhancements are Phenomenal. Yeah. At most, I guess you can conga line um, some, some of your, your robots from your deployment zone onto an objective. As long as one of them's touching your objective, he can then be in range of everything else with the um, yep. you know shrugging damage, everything else, but then also gets AOC uh, and then has a, all the other defensive buffs that you can get, you know, with like a feel no pain, everything like that while still yep, contesting yep, yep. Um, and being, you know, a bit of a nuisance. So I guess you could do that and be very tanky because they already are a two-up save base. Um, maybe that's the thing. The doctrinas aren't really giving it a huge benefit here. I think mm. the benefit's obviously just all in the enhancements and strats. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious to see where the power is. Uh, the first three enhancements, you, you could easily take all three, right? That's being the, um, yep. the leadership and minus one to hit, if not unable to shoot, the zeroing a, zeroing a failed save, and even the, um, the auto-explode. Yep. The auto explode. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I, you have to wait and see how it's, it's only 15 points. You have to wait and see what like the what kind of profiles you're taking and what. I think it's a meta pick. If you're playing into a big anti vehicle meta and you're playing vehicles, you or, or a big melee meta and you're playing vehicles, it actually gets a lot of lot of return. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, let us circle back, mate. Let's go back to the rad uh, zone corpse. Let's just let's just go through it first. The enhancements. You already guys already know what the rad bombardment does. Uh, we pretty much went over it already. Uh, radial suffusion is the first of the enhancements. Um, Destin Mechanicus model only. From the second battle route onwards, when resolving the fallout effect of the Rad Bombardment Detachment Rule, if the enemy unit is in six of your deployment zone, in addition to those that are within your opponent's deployment zone, they take the fallout. Yeah, right that within, six, uh, within six of their opponent's own opponent's zone. Opponent's so it's basically six, engine, uh, six inches out, out of their deployment yeah. as well. Yeah, of your pretty nice. That's the yeah. new one that we got. So we yep. we lost one, and the rest are the same. But um, Raiders Fusion, I think it's pretty cool. Like being able to also have that six inches outside. Uh, yeah. If you look at say sweeping clear, uh, yep. that deployment type, it's it's covering you know a large portion of the map. Um, so that is the twenty five point one here. So that is the most expensive. What's the next one? 
Next one, um, these have all been renamed, but they're the same effect. Uh, Malphonic Susurrus. Uh, you pick an Egyptian mechanic model. Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. Malphonic <laughs> Susurrus, I believe. If you can, you can tell me if I'm saying that one right or wrong. No, um, oh, no I would not have done any better. It's just a dumb yeah. word in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, while the bearer is leading a unit, uh, models in that unit get stealth. So same as what we had before. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next one we had Peerless Eradicator, um, which gives you a sustained hits for the unit that you lead. Fantastic. Um, and the last one, this has changed a little bit. Um, we used to have something called the Omni Sterilizer, which I'm sure most people know about it was because very it good. was the yes. This is the same thing except it's lost one part of it. So you still have um, uh, anti infantry two plus and anti monster four plus gained onto your weapon. However, you do lose the plus three shots. Okay. Hmm. What's the what's the the money? What's the value picks here? I mean. The rail diffusion sounds fun because you're just doubling down on something you have to be taking anyway. So I rule that exactly you have right. to be doing. Um, but as for the other three, I mean, stealth is nice, and stealth is nice. one is nice. I'm not sure you take the um, autoclavic anymore. Yeah, I don't think you do either. Um, if mm. you do do it, you're probably using it on a Domless. I was really excited thinking that Omni Sterilizer was going to be a thing, and then you can put it on the new Scatros. So you have yeah. four shots instead of one. Yeah, yeah. but ultimately. Uh, GW was smart enough to uh, to not keep that in the game. Ah, again, we're teaching them too much. We're, they're, they're getting <laughs> better. Um, as for the stratagems, a baleful halo is the first of which is two CP, and it is a battle tactic. So unfortunately, might end up costing you three CP. It's in the fight phase, just as an enemy unit has selected its targets. One adapted mechanics unit from your army, excluding vehicles that was selected as the target. And if that unit is battle line, you can also select another Skatari unit within six of it, so you can kind of uh, bubble it out. Until the end of the phase, each time attack targets one of those two units from your army, subtract one from the wound rolls. Two CP for a reactive minus one to wound in the flight phase, which can be on two units. Not bad. Yeah. Really? It's pre- it's pretty funny. I love how you can't select a vehicle unit, however, for the first part, but then the second part you can because you yes. just pick a Skutari unit. So yep. then you can put it on like a Breach, uh, sorry, a Trigun unit or a Balistari. I don't like it because it is two CP. They've definitely nerfed Me this too. one. Yeah. I think uh, some of the strats here, there's half a good, half a really bad so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll kind of go through that next one Matt Extinction Order so this one hasn't changed um, in your command phase you select one tech based model from your army and one objective marker within 24 of that model uh, you roll 1d6 for each enemy unit within range of that marker on a 4 plus they suffer one mortal wound and must take a battle shock test it is in the command phase so I guess there is a bit of play there but the fact that it's a 4 plus yeah. they then have to then do a battle shock on top of that it should just be an automatic um because fifty percent on fifty percent is really poor math. It really is, yeah. Paying paying the one CP for a fifty fifty of both of both effects. It should have been they take a model on a four plus to take a battle shock, or on they yeah, take something. a battle shock and on a four plus to take the model. Having a four plus of both, like you said, is not great. But hey, you know, in your command phase before you score your primary, it might just be worth it to try and tilt a game or get a couple of couple yeah. more points going your way. Kind of gets worse when the enemy has two units on the objective as well. So twelve point five percent chance of being successful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. It's uh, yeah, rough. Um, aggressor imperative for one CP. Um, this one is also a battle tactic. It's in your movement phase. Once Qatar unit from your army that has not been selected to move this phase, if that unit is battle line, you can also select another a, a Qatar unit within six of them uh, that isn't battle line. Uh, until the end of the phase, each time one of your those units advances, do not make a roll. And you auto advance six instead. So possibly one CP for two uh, auto advance sixes is pretty good return. This is a uh, next level. So I, I just want to paint a picture really quickly. Um, I'm going to be a bit excited, but <laughs> yeah, uh, do it. 
Aggressor imperative. Okay. Now, I'm just going to put this out there straight away and say this on the podcast uh, right now, that Inquisitors are the best they can ever be within Admech, and they're really Oof. terrible everywhere else, and you should only run them within Admech. <laughs> so the reason Love for that it. is, firstly, they get to ignore cover. They get advanced, They yep. get assault on their weapons. They get plus one AP on their weapons. They mm-hmm. get full rerolls to wound through firing uh, support. They get all of this stuff for free. Um, yes. Then they give all the other benefits they give to the actual faction. So let's look at a lowly basic Inquisitor who firstly has an 18-inch 2D6 dev wound uh, flamer, uh, by the way, which can get full rerolls to wound, uh, as we just yep. mentioned, which is great. But on top of that, he oh he also gives a grenade keyword. Awesome. On top mm-hmm. of that, though, he refunds CP on a 3-plus on a battle tactic. Huge. So what you do, you have a Inquisitor leading a Skatari unit, and you have three Dragoons next to him. You do the strat, so that way the Dragoons automatically just move 16, and they can still yep. charge. And the yes. Skatari move, uh, you know, 12, um, slash 15, you know, kind of, you know, if you come out of transport. On the other side, you, you roll your dice. If you get that dice back on a 66% chance, you refund your CP. Then on the other side of the field, you have a Skatari Marshal leading a unit with another three Dragoons. Who can yes. now do that strat again? So now you've got yes. four units that have auto advanced six for one CP, two, two of which, which they can, can advance and charge. Yes, that is okay. Yeah, you, you, that's a beautiful picture. That is a fantastic yeah. combo piece as well. Um, shit, damn, that's actually really good. First turn pressure, <laughs> yeah. crazy good. Uh, I am on all the middle board objectives, and here's two powerful melee units charging you. Uh, yeah, if you go second and the um, enemy goes first, and they've started pushing up, you can just. Really, you know, punish them. Really punish, yeah. Um, next up is pre-calibrated purge solution. One CP. It's in your shooting phase. One detested panicus unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot, of course. And if that unit is battle line, you can also target one extra Skatari unit within six. That is not battle line, like the rest of them. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in one of those units makes a ranged attack, if the target of the attack is within your opponent's deployment zone, you can re-roll the hit roll. Huge. Good. But awkward T's and C's, what do you think? Well, you can do that same combo <laughs> that we just talked about as well on two lots of Balasari units or um, two lots of Disintegrators yes. alongside yes. the Skatari. So you can actually have four yep. units with four reels to hit. Yes, you can. Uh, or as long as, your opponent's in, as long as your opponent's in their DZ, yeah? Yeah, as long as you're targeting that that unit. Yeah. Um, it's still pretty wild. Um, it is still pretty wild. I mean, it, it, with today's terrain, and if they're a good player who's deployed appropriately... I'm not sure they're going to give you enough That's targets right. for the strat. For well, for both of what you just said, for like the four the four units, but definitely two units can get a lot of mileage out of this. Yeah, hundred percent. At the at the point here, you you kind of don't really care about the Skatari. You really it's care true. about just getting the full yeah. rerolls for the uh, the big hitters. Yeah, I mean, it's, it has to be a Skatari battle line unit, which is exactly Rangers and Vanguard, right? Yeah, but then you don't care that they get the benefit. You just care yeah, that exactly. they're giving it to another unit afterwards. It's funny how they give it out, but they're the cherry on top of this situation. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just the perk. They're yeah. the perk. <laughs> it's funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, what's the next one? Next one is Lethal Dosage. Uh, this has changed. It used to be a plus one to wound versus non-vehicle units for two CP. Now it is uh, you select one of your units and they get lethal hits. Um, Nothing wrong with that. In the shooting phase. Yeah. Nice and easy. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, all right, last one, Bulwark Imperative, 2CP, better be good. It is a battle tactic, so it has to be really good. Um, your opponent's shooting phase, just after an enemy has selected its targets. Once Katari from your army, same caveats, if it's battle line, it bubbles off to a friendless Katari unit that is not battle line within six. To the end of the phase, the models in their units have a four-plus invulnerable save. Now, this one, bubbling it out, 
I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, you're not going to get much refund on the CP. You're going to get what one of the three or four CP you're using back, right? Uh, yeah. So it's not the same. Yeah. I think this one here is probably the weaker one. Same with Belfour Hello, being two yeah. CP um, really hinders them. And mm. I think you really focus on offense in this detachment rather than defense. I think. So. I think so. I think two CP reactively save your ass with a with a four plus invulnerable save if you really need to. So be it. Two CP is either worth it or it's not. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's much better uses for CPs here, like like you've painted the picture for us. But the Rad Cohort is... So what used to be the Rad Cohort is actually looking uh, pretty good. But I, I would love to... I like to say that in, uh, in, in, I guess, knowledge of how bad two of these other ones are. Because <clears throat> the Dardasam Conclave and the Explorer to Manipul, especially the Explorer to Manipul, Dardasam Conclave, I'm, I think jury's out on. I think I'll have to see yeah. that to be a believer. Um, I think it's pretty good. I think it's fine. My only issue is the units using it on, then the lack of yeah. the lack of like dis- the disparity. Yeah, they don't have the best enhancements, right? Like you know, so straight away you're you're on the back foot compared to Hunter Clay. It, Hunter Clay just obviously to me is like an S tier. I think yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Data Sam can't compete with that, but it's still a good detachment on its own. Um, I think so. And, I think it has is. responses to the meta. Yeah. So my, my only issue with with Data Sam is that it push it does push you into the melee build, and there's only. Yep. Three units to build your army around in there. If those, if those, <laughs> if you're playing a matchup where those profiles aren't good, your army isn't good. Um, yep, so that's, that's my only fair. issues. That's my only issues there. Apart from that, like what it does give is very relevant. But yeah, explore to Manipul right now. Ring a ding ding. Uh, it's down there with the uh, Crusher Stampede. Probably worse than the Crusher Stampede. Uh, yes. It's possibly the worst attachment in the game as it sits right now. We'll see how we go with further future codexes. But so, um. What's the second best? Because of course the hunter cohort is definitely the best, but is it Rad Zone or is it the the Cybernetica as the second best? I'd say Rad Zone is better than Cybernetica. Um, I think ultimately what it comes down to is how the meta adapts and changes, and I think the positioning of these will change as a response uh, more yeah. so than it does for yeah, yeah. some of the other ones. You know, um, similarly like how you can rank, you know, Vanguard um, Tyranids, right? It's uh, yeah. sometimes amazing in the meta, and it's sometimes it's absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah, situationally phenomenal, uh, but the average is, you know, not incredible. Yeah, like, I mean, if you're running red zone and you're wanting to box the enemy into the deployment zone, but you're versing more eaters all day, um, or <laughs> yes. it's, you're, you're not yeah, having the best yeah. time. <laughs> the premise of your army is, is not going to is not gonna carry you. Um, yeah. In saying that, that brings us to the end of the review of the Codex. Um, we usually would speak to some data sheets at this point. I'm just going to throw it out to you, mate. Give us yeah. your... Your top, your top three most improved data sheets or units that you think people should look at as a as a budding admec player for chucking in their lists immediately. Okay, let's uh, let's go with one that I don't know every list should have it, but it's uh, pretty interesting and you can do a lot of like very annoying things with is the Onagadoon Crawler because yep. now it has a six inch aura. Every model, every battle line model wholly within six, so the whole unit doesn't have to be within six. Uh, gets a four up in bomb. Very nice. So yeah, you combo that now with an engine seer who's giving that dune crawler a five up, feel no pain. Um, yep. You know you can run this in your uh, vehicle detachment, the cybernetic cohort one, uh, so they're even more tanky. That dune crawler, you can't really kill them, but they're still giving out these buffs. Uh, and then you run a horde. You can run eighty skutari yep. with four up inbounds. Yep. What are you yep. going to do about it? Like it's uh, it, it can be pretty invasive. I tested it into mm. necrons, and it was uh, extremely funny, especially when doomsday arcs can't kill a. Uh, a uh, Dune Crawler as well. Crawler. On top of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one. That is cute. Yep. The next would be the uh, Dune Rider, the Scorpius Dune Rider, the transport. 
it finally has its fix. Uh, if for some reason the weapon on it didn't have twin linked, but all the other weapons that have the same name did have twin linked in the book. Yep. Uh, so now it finally does have twin linked, which is great because it's the same hits 18 shots twin linked. Um, so it can do damage, especially when it gets plus one AP. On top of that, though, it has the firing support. So being able to get Skitari units out of the yes. transport and being able to get four rerolls to wound is absolutely phenomenal um, and should and should be spanned. So yeah, it's yeah, it's just great. Um, it helps change force multipliers. It means that a Skitari unit can do, on average, I think it's like 5.6 damage to a Wardog. And if you're yes. running... Yeah. Yeah. So if you're running, you know, four boats and four units, that's pretty good. You can, you know, pick up two war dogs just from that. And that's a very minimal um, investment. Yep. Um, so it helps change the math, you know, to a degree. The last one, I mean, the unit that I am spamming right now is uh, uh, Taraxi Sterilizers. The Flamer Boys, Flamer Birds, yeah? Yeah. So they, they got changed. Yep. Uh, they are firstly cheaper for some reason. So they're 6.5 points per wound. So 13 points per model. Uh, you run them in Hunter Clay, they get Neg 1 a hit, they get everything else. But on top of that, mm -hmm. their new ability is reroll ones if you target an enemy with your flamers on an objective. If you're yep. within six inches of Skitari Battle Line, four rerolls to wound. Ooh, okay. I was versing World Eaters the other day. Someone went, got ready to charge my Skitari. I ingressed them in behind my Skitari. And yep. then when he charged, I overwatched and wiped out the whole unit because he was on the objective. Wow. So, um, yeah. It's really scary. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, and not to mention, I could talk about all the different things that they get, like as combinations within um, Hunter Clade, but I, I think we'll save that for the next video. Uh, I will say one more honorable mention. The Corpus yep. Daria are pretty good now. Because good. They, Happy to hear. Yeah. Uh, you know me. I used to run 30 of the buggers. Yes. Uh, but what they do now is automatically, as soon as they hit a target, you select one target that you attacked with your ranged weapons. And uh, that unit now is shocked. They have to subtract two from their movement, advance, and charge rolls. Uh, as long as they're not a vehicle or monster, you can't select them. But on top of that, as a little cherry on top, with how it poorly it's been worded, you can actually get a Dominus who has a 24-inch range gun to actually be the... As long as he shoots the target, he's part of that unit. Oh, <laughs> and you yes, get electro shock from 24 away. That's really cute. Damn, that's, that's yeah. actually phenomenal. Yeah. Nice. But if you think nice. about your data psalm conclave, uh, you know, a Corpuscari unit, slowing everyone down and doing mortals to everyone around them is really yeah. nice. Really nice. Um, all right, so then we go to our rating systems that we always do at the end of Codexes. So as an Admech player, as an Admech master, how happy out of 10 are you uh, with this Codex? Uh, it's really hard to say. I'm technically not happy because uh, the identity is is pretty and the balance is really bad. But um, mm. I think there is play. So if we're saying how we are, how happy we are from index to now, I'm very happy. I would say that it's uh, probably A tier. If we're talking about how it actually is as a whole, looking at everything, you know, pragmatically into the meta, we're probably like a uh, B tier. Maybe mm -hmm. could be a C tier. It's really pilot dependent and how much you want to spam units. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, Hunter Clay is still a tough detachment to play. It's, it's very mentally, you know, draining. Yes. So um, you got to be the right player for it. Uh, I, if I was an Admech player, I would be out of 10. So did I ask you what, what number oh, out of no. 10 would you give it? Out of 10? Uh, let's give it a 7.5 or 7. You're way more generous than me. Um, I haven't played Admech since... Early ninth edition, I think I had that. Like, played a little bit around with them, but 
Man, I would be like four out of ten with this. Yeah. The one good, the internal balance is just whack. It's just so, so bad, so bad. Um, and it's it's got. So I think the analogy I said to you at, in the green room before we started was like it really felt like they gave some good rules on not great units. Like the data sheets just didn't match the army rules. And yep. I suppose I think now with the points, it's getting a little bit better. But the fact is, the detachments are so out of whack. Like the, I worry. I really worry about the long-term enjoyment uh, when you're, you know, a hundred games deep on the Hunter Clade and you want to do something else with your book, and you're looking through it and you're like, "This ain't it. This ain't this attachment ain't it. This attachment ain't it. This attachment ain't it." I right, close the book. Yes, it's just book. It's just Codex Hunter Clade. Um, yeah, and that's my worry. You, you are right there, right? I mean, the the biggest thing that I see as an issue moving forward with this army. Sorry, is that we're already. Yeah, yeah. Our hunter clade works. It's that's what we call it. And, um, <laughs> everyone, knows, I think everyone knows. Kill team. I think kill team. They call it that. Yeah. yeah either way, um, the, the biggest issue you hit the nail on the head. The longevity of this book is actually already destined to fail. It, it doesn't actually have a long shelf life. Um, mm. There's only so much you can make points cheaper with this army that is already now the most expensive army in the game. It costs you eighty-seven dollars Australian to to get forty-five points on the field, or ninety-eight yeah. to get fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very wild um, in saying that you can't just keep making them cheaper to make it work. What happens if you do that is our output does increase, but our durability increases much higher. And because mm. of that, other armies aren't going to be able to actually have answers to it. What needs to happen most likely is that you need to bump everything up by 20 30%, but then also increases output by that much. That way the durability doesn't actually change and you actually feel yeah. losses. Because yep. right now, I mean, I've played games and people can kill maybe 500, 600 points in my army and I'm still flooding the board. Yep, yep, exactly right. And it, right now it's a balance via numbers, balance via numerosity by the sheer density. Um, unfortunately, yep. that's going to be a modus operandi for a lot of players moving forward. And yeah, like like we've said, we don't know. Uh, the, the shelf life is in question. I'm hoping this thing, some of these detachments age better than we think and become more relevant, you know, in a different meta. Like we get a, a very hit, very vehicle heavy meta in the cohort can like the cybernetic cohort can start popping off or that the rad one you know everyone starts just sitting in there you know guard comes out and they're just sitting in their dz's doing nothing and the rad cohort becomes really good and start nuking them if they you know try and play yeah. that way but yeah i've i've got great concerns about this and i do agree with you i think this is at best a bb plus possibly in your hands and some of the best players at Admac in the world could be pushing into the a tier um i don't see anything in here that's going to stress out eldari or, or chaos space marines right now no, in general, in general, yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, pretty rough. You, you're probably right. I, because of thinking about longevity, I'd probably put this down to like a five <laughs> yeah. from a seven, to yeah. be fair. But uh, for mean, currently playing it now for the next few months, it will be fine. Uh, yeah, for the next few months, you guys are going to have a ball because uh, yep. what, what I will say is good that your best attachment has depth at least. At least your best attachment 100%. has depth, and it's yep. flexible and it can play in a lot of different ways, and it can be really enjoyable. So there is that. I mean, because if if the if the Skitari cohort one was, you know, mediocre as well, like this, this, this book might as well not exist. Just stick with the index. You just less disappointment. But anyway, yep. um, on that note, we are going to wrap this up, my man. Where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about AdMech and get better at AdMech or start getting invested in AdMech? You can find me on Art of War. I'm on the Discord there. Uh, you'll be able to also find me um, through coaching means and, and everything else there. Uh, you'll find me on the AdMech Discord uh, quite a bit on the competitive side of it, helping out some of the guys there and going through a few things. In fact, I did a game on TTS just so 
people finally saw a win. Apparently, we've had no wins <laughs> since the Codex has come out with any bat reps. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's a bit of a shame. But, um, yeah, you can find me on a few things like that. I think Siegler's now gotten a win with us as well, though. So, you know, me and Siegler are doing God's work. Um, Just going to hold it down for, for the world. Yeah. And, yeah, find me on the Forge World podcast. You can ask questions as well live uh, throughout that, and I'll uh, yeah be happy to help and yeah help everyone improve their game. Beautiful. Well, see him over there, guys. We're going to go over and record part two. We're going to write some lists. We're going to try and see what we can cook, what we can get going, and hopefully give you guys a little bit more hope for some direction of where to go to get on the tabletop and start getting some wins for yourselves. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much, Alex, for coming on. You've been an absolute gent and uh, full of knowledge that I don't have with Admec just yet, so really deeply appreciate it. And, yeah, take care. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow.